Welcome to Canthropod, the Cambridge Anthropology podcast. This is episode three, English language training in Bangalore by Sazana Jayadeva. Hi, my name is Sazana Jayadeva. My PhD explores the social life of the English language in contemporary India. It's based on 15 months of ethnographic fieldwork I conducted in the South Indian city of Bangalore. A number of Indian languages, like Kannada, Tamil and Telugu, are spoken in Bangalore. English is spoken only by an elite minority. However, like in many other Indian cities, an unprecedentedly large section of the population now views English proficiency as a key skill they need to acquire and there has been a dramatic increase in the demand for English language instruction. One of the most visible signs of this increase in demand is the emergence of an entire industry of privately run English training centres which offer spoken English courses for adults. There are hundreds of these centres in Bangalore. Driving through the city, you see posters advertising them everywhere. Pasted on walls, power transformers, electricity poles, the shelters at bus stops. While some of these centres are national-level players, most are hole-in-the-wall operators. Two or three rooms in a crowded commercial building. Earlier today, I spoke on Skype with Prakriti Banavasi, the proprietor of one of the oldest English training centres in Bangalore, about the growth of these centres in the city. So Prakriti, how many spoken English training centres do you think there might be in Bangalore today? Approximately 5,000 to 10,000. I know it is around 8,000, 9,000, but to be on the safer side, I'm telling you 5 to 10. Less than 10 are you know, people who are operating Pan-India. You have a lot of fly-by-night operators who come in. You also have people who have been there since a long time. And when did these centres start coming up? There was a time, 10 years, 15 years ago, when it became lucrative for people to uh, start English training centres. If I'm teaching English, if I decided 21 years ago to teach English, it only meant one thing, that it was more than enough for me to sustain myself for a lifetime. Over the last 20 years, Bangalore has gained iconic status as the Silicon Valley of India because of the growth and success of its information technology industry. This industry is now the largest employer in the city and has also contributed to the creation of further job opportunities in the city's private service sector. The vast majority of all these employment opportunities are accessible only to people proficient in English. However, as we'll see, the reason why a growing percentage of the city's population has become preoccupied with learning English goes beyond the demands of the job market. The issue is 25 years ago, there was a need for English to a slight extent. Your technical competence and your intelligent quotient was good enough for you to survive anywhere. But today, the scenario is such that it is impossible to operate if you don't know English. The fact that you don't know English, okay, is poking you at every junction of your life. I conducted fieldwork at 12 English training centres in the city, working as a teacher myself at two of them. One of the things that struck me the most at the start of this fieldwork 
was that attending classes at an English training centre was not experienced by the people who came there as the acquisition of an additional skill, the way attending a computer course might be experienced, for instance. Instead, it was experienced as a remedial measure to overcome a problem or limitation that was affecting all aspects of their lives. In fact, the staff at English training centres often jokingly spoke of themselves as doctors who were treating people's English handicaps. Irving Goffman defines stigma as an attribute that is deeply discrediting and that reduces the bearer from a whole and usual person to a tainted and discounted one. His definition captures very well how my interlocutors experienced their English handicaps. In urban Bangalore, being able to speak English has increasingly come to be perceived as part of being a whole and usual person, a skill that should be acquired in childhood. So much so that a lack of English proficiency was frequently associated with inadequate or poor education, limited knowledge and intelligence, low socioeconomic status and a rural upbringing. Could you tell me a bit about the kinds of people um, who come to your center for courses? Businessmen, job seekers, employees, celebrities, housewives. I have a vegetable vendor who comes every morning and government uh, employees and people who have a letter from corporate saying, give us a reason why we don't, why we should not kick you out because of your inability to communicate well. So it's really quite a wide range of people. I am covering almost everybody. 70% of my classes are for people who want to increase their salary, simple, or who want to earn their salary, who want to deserve their salary. Mm -hmm. So they feel they're not doing a good enough job um, at their workplace and they feel guilty about it. Correct. True. Or they realize that too many doors are closing. Mm -hmm. So they're not getting promotions. Exactly. They have realized that they're stuck in the same place only because they don't know English. They're getting jacked everywhere. It seems to them that they're the only people who are faced with this inability. They come to me and say, Sir, Yallaru English English Everybody is talking English. Even children are talking English. What's wrong with me? It's something like racial discrimination. Out there, you are uh, uh, spit on because of the color of your skin. Out here, they'll just put you down because you are not able to talk in English. How do you mean? I'm talking about I'm talking about 17, 16 year old children who have realized that they can't even fit their way through and maintain a decent relationship with a girl on WhatsApp and Facebook because they suck in English. I'm talking about a person who is, uh, uh, you know, taking care of his daughter, daughters very well. Okay, has enough and more money. Who's earning around 10 lakhs per year, but his daughter will just tell him, Dad, my friends are coming vanish because uh, she's embarrassed that he can't speak English correct and uh, uh, she is not bothered whether it is hurting him or not see if you don't know Tamil if you don't know Telugu then you laugh and you learn so you mean it doesn't scare you to not be able to speak Tamil and doesn't scare you to not be able to speak Telugu in India exactly but if you don't know English the expression I use is you start sweating in an AC room because you're so nervous. Yes. And because you start thinking that you are not worthy of being a man. Mm -hmm. Or a woman. 
Yeah, a lady will think, a lady will think that even though she is brilliant, she has taken care of her life very well. She has come out of a rural atmosphere and she is managing extremely well in a city. But still, the day she goes, okay, to uh, uh, with her husband to a party, the day she goes to her ch- child's school, she thinks that she's not even worth being a mother. And this is all because she doesn't feel confident speaking English. This is all because. she is under the impression that society is putting her down if she doesn't know english almost all the people who attend courses at english training centers have as children studied english as a subject in school for a number of years and many have even studied in low cost private schools which offer instruction entirely in english Nevertheless, they feel that they haven't been able to acquire enough English language skills because of the way English is taught in schools. English training centers say that they teach English differently. What types of courses do you offer at your center? Well, we have basic, advanced and professional courses. In the basic and advanced courses, we teach them what to talk and how to talk. What to talk comprises of sentence construction. how to talk comprises of elements which are important to communication but they are more in terms of presentation for example your tone pitch intonation speech music expression voice clarity people are under the impression that you open your mouth and you know english and you construct a sentence and say i am going tomorrow in reality what these guys miss is the fact that their expression is bad corporates are firing people because they are not expressive would you say that the way english is taught at spoken english training centers is different from the way in which it's taught at schools definitely in what way in schools they are somehow lacks about it because they think that they have 12 years to accomplish this task imagine i'm running a hotel and you sit in front of me my first thought is let me feed you mm-hmm. but in a school the approach is even if you are hungry and if you are in front of me let me first teach you how to cut a vegetable they are barely able to finish the portions oh we have to teach them conjunctions this year we have to teach them uh, uh, this thing what do you call that uh, how to write an essay so they are focusing on what they need to teach students for the exams exact that's about it and that focus is clearly wrong in spoken english classes the minute you walk up to us we realize that you are not confident speaking in speaking in english so we push that aspect mm-hmm. so you try to encourage the students exactly they are very clear about how they will run away from places where they have to speak schools and colleges have to very clearly inject confidence Trainers at all the English training centers I conducted fieldwork at also stressed that addressing the inferiority complexes students were bound to have because of their lack of English proficiency was an integral part of the English teaching process. Trainers would tell me that they devoted time to rehabilitating their students, reassuring them that it wasn't too late to learn English, that they were not incapable of learning English. an improvement in a person's english they said led to certain other changes changes in personality attitude behavior demeanor overall confidence the promotional material of these training centers also stressed their life changing qualities for instance the posters of one training center proclaimed just 80 hours can change your life
and achieving your dreams is now a lot easier. During my fieldwork, I met only a handful of people who felt that their lives had been changed by an English course they'd attended. The vast majority felt that though their English had improved, it was still not very good. However, they were pleased with their progress, and many spoke of their increased confidence. Because a lack of proficiency in English was experienced as so severely handicapping, improving one's English, even a little bit, could be an extremely empowering experience.